Well, I hope you all are enjoying this series more than Kobe is. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I, um, Kobe, uh, I don't texted me or called me early this week and told me how I ha- that this uh, last week's sermon about uh, God, uh, this platitude that we use that God has a plan for us, uh, just made his life difficult. Um, he was looking for graduation cards to send to somebody, and every graduation card he came across said uh, something along the lines of, I can't wait to see what God's plan is for your life. I can't wait to see how God's plan unfolds for your life. I can't wait to see what God does um, or, or does, uh, has plans for you. And, and then he finally found one that worked, and, and he went to order it, and they were out of stock. I told him everybody else in the congregation listened to the sermon also, and they got there before him to buy that graduation card. Um, I, I, I hope that as we um, continue, um, as we continue in this series looking at platitudes, I, I, I know I'm messing with you a little bit. I know that these are sayings that we have just repeated over and over and over again, and haven't necessarily thought about of what they really are saying, and whether they are even biblical. Today, we're going to take a look at another platitude. um, And and, um, raise your hand if you've ever said, you'll get through this. God won't give you more than you can handle. Um, Have you ever said that to someone? Or what's probably more likely, which is what I hear a little bit more, uh, raise your hand if you've said this. I know God doesn't give me more than I can handle, but I wish God didn't think I could handle so much. Um, That's probably the one that I have uh, heard the most. Um, And um, you may have guessed, um, I don't think too highly of that platitude. Um, I think there's some issues. And in fact, if you've been tuning in uh, every week, you know that um, that platitude, like the ones we've looked at before, everything happens for a reason or God has a plan, the implication is that everything that happens to us is caused by God, planned by God, um, or or somehow God has orchestrated it or coordinated it. Hopefully, by now, if you haven't fully embraced this idea that that's not true, at least you're beginning to question if that is the best way for us to talk about uh, God being all-powerful and almighty in assuming that we are either uh, just puppets on a string or assuming that uh, we're just in this fatalistic society that we can't change anything and that everything goes exactly according to God's plan. Well, there's other reasons that I don't like this particular platitude, that God doesn't give us more than we can handle, because really, if we listen to that, uh, isn't the implication of that is that we are supposed to be able to handle everything on our own? Or the implication is that if we just have enough faith or fortitude, we should be able to handle any situation thrown at us. 
And of course, the reverse of that would be if we aren't dealing well with the situation that we are in, then there must be something wrong with us. We must not have enough faith. We must not have enough fortitude. We simply must not be tough enough to deal with this this trial or this thing that God has put in front of us. And the result of thinking that way is we begin to think that there is indeed something wrong with us when we can't handle life's difficulties. We begin to think that, or for some, we begin to think there's something wrong with God. We think God must not know me very well if he thinks I can handle this because I can't. What is God's problem? Now, maybe you never said it in that way, but when you come to me and say, I know God doesn't give me any more than I can handle, but I wish he wouldn't give me so much, that's really what you're saying, isn't it? Is that God doesn't understand you well? Um, You see, I, I think part of this also causes us to think that we have to go through life relying on ourselves. Well, another reason I don't like this is I don't think it's very biblical, to tell you the truth. And in fact, I thought it might be good for us to look at a a few biblical characters and see um, their stories in Scripture about how they dealt with difficult situations. And so let's start with Moses. Um, In Numbers chapter 11, uh, verses 10 through 15, uh, you may remember Moses was leading the Israelites throughout the wilderness Um, and um, they had this tendency to complain a lot, right? Um, And initially they complained because they didn't have food, so uh, God gave them manna, and every day except the Sabbath, they would get manna. They would go out in the morning, and they would collect this manna, which um, I think is kind of like soggy bread. I don't know. Have any of you ever had manna? I think it's like soggy bread, so I I might complain with them because soggy bread's not very good. Uh, But um, after months of having manna, um, they began to cry out to God, can we have something else besides this manna? Can we have some real meat? They were obviously from southeastern Missouri, where you have to have meat every day for every meal or something's wrong. Um, But um, hear these words after Moses has heard the complaints of the people. uh, Numbers chapter 11, beginning in verse 10. Moses heard the people crying throughout their clans, each at his tent's entrance. The Lord was outraged, and Moses was upset. Moses said to the Lord, Why have you treated your servant so badly? And why haven't I found favor in your eyes? For you have placed the burden of all of these people upon me. Did I conceive all these people? Did I give birth to them? Then you... then." that you would say to me, carry them at the breast as, you, as a nurse carries an unweaned child to the fertile land that you promised their ancestors. Where am I to get meat for all of these people? They are crying before me and saying, give us meat so we can eat. I can't bear this people on my own. They're too heavy for me. If you're going to treat me like this, please kill me. I found favor. If I found favor in your eyes, then don't let me endure this wretched situation. 
Now, it doesn't sound like Moses is saying, I know God doesn't give me more than I can handle. He clearly is experiencing more than he can handle in that situation. Let's take a look at Elijah in 1 Kings 19. You may know the story of Elijah. We love to tell the story of of Elijah on the mount doing battle with the prophets of Baal and showing the the people and, and the um, the prophets of Baal that that God was the one true God and, and and Elijah he wins the battle he demonstrates the the power of God the power and the presence of, of this God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob this God of creation he demonstrates their their power and and I don't know maybe he was expecting that would be the end of it all uh, but but what really happens afterwards is that King Ahab and his wife Jezebel are ticked off. They're ticked off because Elijah has defeated their their prophets. And so they come chasing after Elijah trying to kill him. And so just when he has finished this battle, he finds out he goes into more trouble. And we find these words in in verse 3 of chapter 19. Elijah was terrified. He got up and he ran for his life. He arrived at Beersheba in Judah and left his assistants there. He himself went further into the desert a day's journey. He finally sat down under a solitary broom bush. He longed for his own death. It's more than enough, Lord. Take my life because I am no better than my ancestors. And he lay down and fell asleep under the broom bush. Again, this great prophet, Elijah, we hear that he is experiencing more than he can handle. And then finally, let's look at the Apostle Paul. In 2 in second Corinthians chapter 1, verses um, 8 through um, 11, uh, we hear Paul recounting this uh, story. I'm not exactly sure um, which story he is recounting or referring to. But when he's writing this letter to the Corinthians, he says this beginning in verse 8. Brothers and sisters, we don't want you to be unaware of the troubles that we went through in Asia. We were weighed down with a load of suffering that was so far beyond our own strength that we were afraid we might not survive. Ever experienced that? Ever been there? It certainly seemed to us as if we had gotten the death penalty. Listen to these stories in Scripture about Moses and Elijah and Paul. They were not people who would say, God, I know you don't give me more than I can handle. But they were people who experienced various difficulties in life that did overwhelm them. Let's listen to how they dealt with this, though. As we uh, hear, um, Paul goes on to say, in 9, he goes on to say, um, this drove us um, that we would have confidence in God, not in ourselves. God did rescue us from a terrible death, and he will rescue us in the future. 
We have set our hopes on him that he will rescue again. And we also knew that you were helping with your prayers for us. If we were also to take a look at the stories of Moses and Elijah, we would see that in all of these cases, when people were faced with something that was overwhelming, a situation that was more than they can handle, in all three cases, a situation when they really thought that their life might come to an end, how did they deal with it? How did they get through it, and how did they go forward? Well, if we're listening to Scripture, we see in all of them that rather than relying on themselves, like Paul says in, in 2 Corinthians there, they relied on God. They took it to God. In fact, Moses' whole passage is about Moses having this conversation with God and saying, God, I've got more than I can handle. Are you going to help me deal with this? Elijah had to trust the messenger of the angel who told him, um, eat and sleep and drink and continue on the journey, trusting that God is with you. In all of these instances, rather than fleeing from God, rather than wondering why God is laying such a burden upon uh, or wondering why we are in such a situation, these great uh, people of faith, turned to God. Unfortunately, I see over and over again, when we experience difficulties, we do just the opposite. We run from God. But when we face this time, we are called to trust in God, to rely on God, to cry out to God, even like Moses was crying out to God. Uh, why in the world have you made me leader of these crazy people? I've never said that, have you, Toby? Okay. So, so y'all are good, don't worry. Kobe and I don't say that about y'all. Uh, but, uh, but they went to God and they cried out to God and they said, God, help us through this situation. Now the other thing that if we pay attention to all of these passages, if we continue on in all of them, is what we find out is that they also needed to rely on other people. Um, in the case of, of Paul, he says, I know there are people out there praying and lifting me up, and that gives me a great sense that I am not alone. In the case of Elijah, um, he felt after this great battle that he had done all this, that he was the only prophet of God left, and nobody else um, really was following God. And he heard in a small, still voice in the mountains, God say to him, there are more. And in fact, after he left that mountain, God led him down and showed him that there were other people who were seeking to follow God. He was not alone. And in the case of Moses, um, I think God was kind of saying to Moses, like Jethro it says to Moses later, Moses, you're just trying to do it all on your own. I never intended for you to do that. And if we keep following the story in Numbers there, we see that God tells Moses, Call together some elders of the community and they will be touched by the Spirit and they will be able to share the burden with you. 
See, God never intended us to deal with difficult problems in this world um, alone. He intended on us to rely and have confidence in him. He intended that we would be in community with one another. In Galatians uh, chapter 6, verse 2, I think it is, uh, Paul says, bear one another's burdens. And in Matthew 11, verse 28, Jesus says, come to me, all you who are, are weary and find rest in me. You see, so often we think in the midst of struggles that we have to keep pushing on our own and relying on ourselves. Sometimes when we take to heart this idea that God doesn't give us more than we can handle, we keep trying to do everything by ourselves. Even when we invite God into the situation, we fail to invite others to come around us. You know, we're fortunate in this community in that we have a group of Stephen ministers, a group of people who have been trained to come alongside of folks when they're going through difficult times uh, to be companions and to walk and to listen and simply to be there so that we know that we are not alone. We have a community of people who care for one another in the midst of uh, of this crisis, there have been people who were enlisted to simply make phone calls and, and find out how folks were doing. But in the midst of that, if they found out that one of the folks that they were calling were in need of something, they would go to the grocery store and pick it up and drop it off. You see, we need to learn to stop saying that God doesn't give us more than we can handle. We need to, to stop thinking that um, we demonstrate our faithfulness by showing how easily we deal with a difficult problem or how easy it is for us to bear burdens. And instead, we need to understand that our faith is demonstrated when we learn to recognize that we can't handle everything alone, that we need God. And we need each other and we need the body of Christ to come alongside of us. And so the next time someone says, I, I know God doesn't give me more than I can handle, but I wish that he didn't think I could handle so much. Let us ask them, so what's going on? Say more. I'm here. I'm all ears. Let me hear what's going on so I can walk beside you. Let us stop saying God doesn't um, give me more than I can handle to ourselves and to others. And instead, let us begin to say to one another and to ourselves, I am not alone. We are not alone. God is with us. And we and other people are here to share the burden with us, to walk alongside of us, to help us in the midst of difficult situations so that we don't have to handle it alone. May we embrace that this day and every day. Gracious God, we thank you for your presence with us. We thank you for the fact that you do not leave us alone and that you do surround us with a wonderful group of folks and a wonderful church community to care for us 
and love us. Amen.